Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Women's TV Show. My name is Galit Ventura-Rosen. I am co-founder of Everyday Women TV, a professional speaker and a commercial real estate broker. One of my favorite things to do every week is bring you a woman that is making a difference from all over the world. This week is no exception. Today, I am excited to introduce to you Stacey Wallace. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. We've already been having fun in the green room, so I've been having a good time. I know. I really need to just start recording from the second right? that we talk because all oh, the things jump people in. learn. Oh my God, it was so much fun. I'm going to jump in and share a little bit about you. And then I've I've got to take two minutes just to share the story that you shared. Stacy lives in Texas and she's on a ranch, her ranch. And she shared a really fun story. And for the city girl, it was a really fun way to kind of take me out of the city and put me there, especially because I'm so visual. So let's go ahead and share a little bit about you today, Stacy, and then we'll jump right in. That was just so fun. <laughs> Stacy Wallace. Stacey Wallace is CEO of Fueled by Fire. She is an anointed and highly prophetic businesswoman, accomplished eight-time best-selling author, speaker, and business strategist with 35 years of experience. She started when she was 12 <laughs> in the field of business, psychology, and leadership development. I love those words. We're going to be talking about business and psychology together because that's a love of mine. As I said, she's CEO of Fueled by Fire, a global faith-based consulting company, I love that, that empowers kingdom entrepreneurs, CEOs, and influencers with the tools they need to create purpose-driven, highly profitable businesses and nonprofit organizations that glorify God in the marketplace. These are some fabulous words. <laughs> I don't always read the bio until I get on. I kind of do that on purpose because then you get this real reaction Right. And I just love I'm a I'm a, a word girl and I love powerful words. And you have so many powerful words in your bio. God, purpose driven, psychology and business, leadership development. I mean, glorify nonprofits there's, that glorify the kingdom. Like there's just really a lot of very powerful words. So thank you for sharing such a great bio. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of my favorites so far. Oh, Nice, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Stacey, we're going to be talking today about the power of purpose-driven leadership. And I'd love for us, first, before we share the story, we'll sprinkle that in. Could you share with us what that means to you, purpose-driven leadership? Well, you know, I, I think especially today, there's a lot of confusion around what purpose is. And we confuse role and purpose. And we've been blessed to raise up companies into the hundreds of millions. One company went over a billion dollar market cap and big, big sales teams into the hundreds of thousands. So my husband and I have been in business for 35 years, equal that with even more years in ministry because I was a preacher's kid. And wow. we, and my grandfather raised up missionaries and sent them around the world through his Bible college. So I grew up where uh, purpose was something that meant that you're doing what God put you on this planet to do. And then I moved into the business arena when I was 18 years old. I was just blessed to produce wealth. I was blessed to really be able to produce profitable business ventures. And I began to hear this word purpose thrown around as if it was, oh, well, yeah, I was raising my kids for a while. And, you know, now I'm trying to figure out what my purpose is. And it was a little confusing to me. The first book that I wrote was called Mission Possible. And it was the foreword was written by Zig Ziglar. And we talked about this a lot in the green room. We traveled together for about 12 years. And 
and the confusion of people never feeling fully connected in what they're doing because they confuse purpose and role. Here's what mm -hmm. I mean is your role is the job you have in the marketplace. That's the okay. platform that I believe God gives you to be able to, to fulfill your purpose, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a stay-at-home mom, a right. homeschooler, a teacher, or a real estate agent. It doesn't matter what the role is. The role changes throughout life. We age. We age out of certain career choices, but that's a role. A lot of times when I would hear some of our clients, they would come to us and they would be empty nesters and they would say, okay, our kids are all out. And now we're trying to figure out how, what does that mean to our purpose? Like, what is our purpose now? And then they would go through depression and anxiety because they, they were like, okay, I'm, I'm so used to cooking or cleaning or taking care of the kids or worrying about where the kids are going to get. And now what am I supposed to do with my life? And really that's just the role shifting. It's not their purpose shifting. We've okay. all been put on this planet for one thing. And mm -hmm. that is to glorify God, to reflect his love in the marketplace to feed the poor, clothe the naked. We are here to be generosity conduits and, and to really do it from a, a higher sense of purpose. And so when we talk about a purpose driven, it means that my business is God infused. I'm not just fixing brains. You know, if I'm doing brain surgery, I'm an extension of heaven on earth. And when my hands go to the scalpel or my hands are actually involved in the tactic that I've been called to operate in, um, I'm doing it with God behind me saying, can you flow through me to reach this person? It's the same thing with what we do with coaching and consulting, uh, really being able to allow there to be an acceptance that I'm not just on this planet by myself, but a purpose driven means it's bigger than me. It's bigger than my time, my talent, my resources. And if I can learn to just be a steward of the gift, steward of the role, steward of the talent, now purpose can enter in because I realize it's not mine in the first place. So how does that directly relate to, from your perspective to leadership? Well, a lot of times people's leadership is defined by a title. And so okay. they get really ingrained in uh, what I call greed path is what's in it for me. WIFM, the radio station, everybody's tuned into, you know, how can I excel in this? How can I get more? How can I achieve more? How can I make more? How can I get that promotion? And the problem is it's all about me. It's the disease of me. And so in leadership, of course, I've, goodness, all the years of singing and speaking on stage for 20, 30,000 people, we teach leadership development. We want people to be driven to 10X their business, to 100X their business. But if that is the essence of leadership, then I think we failed. I think the essence of leadership is legacy. I think the essence of leadership is, did you do good enough to create layers of leadership and magnetism around you that when you die, what you created doesn't die? The energy, the life, the memory, the love, it goes on. And that to me is true leadership. And, you know, just a word that I believe is so misused again is leadership is confused with rank and position as opposed to generational impact. So let's talk for a minute about the way that these two work together and somebody that's listening, that's doing one of these things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right? <laughs> if they're listening or watching, how many times have you seen that in the audience when you're speaking, Stacey, where you lose these people, they're on their phones. They're, this has been my experience often with speaking on stage. And I'm like, oh, those are not the people I'm supposed to be talking to. No big deal. Let's focus on these people that every second are going, 
Mm-hmm. And if you can't see me, those listening, I'm literally shaking my head up and down and going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then taking notes like furiously. Those are the people we're talking to right now, that they're listening to you and going, oh my gosh, I have to learn more about how to do this purpose-driven leadership. Mm-hmm. What are the type of things that we can give them that they can sit down and start? Maybe they haven't started on this journey yet. Maybe they have this passion to want to be a purpose-driven leader and they don't even know where to start. Where can we start them? Well, for me, I started, again, I grew up around this concept that there was a higher power. We call it God in our household of course, um, and a connection to not just the universe, but the creator of the universe. It allows you to think, wow, there's maybe potential for me because even if I have failed and, you know, in in my early twenties, I was nominated for new female vocalist of the year in country music. I was five songs into my album. I had already sung at the Olympics, sung with, been on the stage with five U.S. presidents. And then all of a sudden I find an absolute, what I think is a dream come true, uh, relationship and I get married, marry a rodeo cowboy. (laughs) She was a lot older than me. I was in my early twenties, 20 years old. And, uh, he left me after seven months and it was abusive and it was devastating. And I went through this vacuum of on one hand, feeling like Cinderella, my dreams are coming true. And on the other hand, feeling like my pumpkin has just been crushed. And so I went through suicidal depression, anxiety. I went into a place where, I had planned out my my death, my suicide, and because I had this foundation of faith, okay. even though I was so far away from it, I might have not been one of those that was nodding up and down with you in that season of my life. <laughs> That's fair. I would have been one that would have been going, oh God, not another one. Yeah. Right, here it goes, one of those. But I was in a place of such devastation and brokenness that I, I was upset why would God allow this to happen to me? I, I don't understand why this has to be my story. And again, still very. Well, a lot of people go through that when they're going Absolutely. through challenges. That seems to me like a normal question that people would ask themselves. And it's interesting, um, Galit, because when you get on the other side, like here we are, I'm 53 getting ready to turn 54 next month. Uh, I'm so 54. Okay. So we're a few years past that 21 year old girl. But here's what I can say to people is just because you're going through a season of darkness does not mean it's not going to have incredible value and purpose when God can flow through it. Because today, that same abused, suicidally depressed girl that felt like my whole world had fallen apart Mm-hmm. Today is the founder of a nonprofit organization that rescues and restores the lives of women who have been raped and abused and trafficked. And mm-hmm. God has used all of my for-profit activities to produce wealth to funnel a lot of money into nonprofit activities. Had I not have been scorched with pain and suffering, I may not have the compassion that I have today for those who have gone through what I went through and even more. So when we say purpose-driven, can you have purpose-driven pain? Can you have purpose-driven seasons where everything felt like failure? I can tell you the season of getting out of that dark mass mm-hmm. feels like forever. Mm-hmm. But once you finally get on the outside of the story and you're able to release. And and there's a a process uh, we take people through that it's about information, 
then we go through transformation, then mm -hmm. we go through duplication, and then monetization. Okay. And ultimately, monetization is when you're creating generational wealth and impact mm -hmm. through your story. But when you are able to escape that information season of pain and suffering, you can't let go of it. It's almost an addiction. You hold on to it like a Linus blanket. You tell everybody about it. You feel like they need to know your story because it gives you validation. That is the hardest season because mm -hmm. you're suffering and you don't know. For it. sure. And so when you get outside of that, then you begin to realize, oh, I get it. There's like not one world leader that didn't have a suffering story. This just happens to be my story. Mm -hmm. I now need to go, okay, God, this is a gift to me. How do I unwrap it? It took me about a decade to unwrap the gift that God gave me. In that season, I thought it was a curse. I thought it was against and Everybody takes a different amount of time to get through it. And I wish there was one person on this earth that I personally know that hasn't had some kind of challenge and, and they're all different, but at the same time for the person that's going through it, it probably feels exactly the same, no matter what level it's at. So I love that you started with that, that you, I love when I have women on that look so polished and, and <laughs> are successful and financially independent. And then we're like, look guys, maybe what, because that's the way the society works. They see a person, right, Stacey? And then we go, look, let's share with you what I've gone through so you can understand that you can get where I am too, if that's what you choose. Because at the end of the day, Stacey, it's all a choice, right? Yeah. Some people stay in that season forever and they're making a choice no matter what they've gone through. And I'm sorry if it's been horrible, anybody listening and watching, but at the end of the day, Stacey made a choice at some point through her growth to say, okay, let's go and look where you are today. And you know, the choice for me, really, it I'm a fighter. So growing up, I was a little tomboy. That's part of living out here on the ranch. The story we were talking about earlier, we're going live and all of a sudden I'm getting running in here to get ready. And then I see a tractor who's picking up a bale of hay and the bale of hay falls off the tractor and goes in our seven acre lake. And who thinks he's going to be brilliant? I'll just go get it with my tractor. <laughs> don't go well together. So he sinks into the lake. Next thing I see my husband with another tractor pulling that tractor out. It's like, wow. And here I am in this beautiful little glass office watching. Ready for the interview. But here's what's interesting, Elite. This is the story. I'm in a different perspective. I'm up on a hill looking down at the trauma and I have the perspective to see it from peace. I'm like, I know they're going to get it out. The tractor's probably insured. I know the guy who owns the tractor. Uh, so it's insured. So it's really the guy down there on the tractor is probably screaming obscenities, <laughs> possibly freaking out, but it's going to work out. He's going to get the tractor out. He's going to get that bale of hay out and he's going to go on with his life. Unfortunately, when you're in the tractor, you feel the trauma. Oh, you yeah. feel the pain. And the beautiful thing for me, the escape came when I realized that this didn't happen to me. Oh, this yeah. is a gift that God is allowing to flow through me. And if I can let go, in fact, I call it this when I'm coaching with people is calculate. And I've never done this on a podcast before, but I think it'll be interesting free coaching, um, calculate the trauma of your past okay. and see if you could put it into an economic value. So let's say you spent 12 years as an alcoholic, calculate okay. how much alcohol you spent. You spent, um, 10 years, 
trying businesses and they failed, trying businesses and they failed. And so there's, let's say $1.2 million of business failure. Calculate the emotional and time spent on broken relationships. And let's see if we can put how many millions of dollars would that equate to if if you could put a dollar value on? Well, some people would say, well, that's 1.2 million or that's 5 million or oh my gosh, that's $10 million. Well, here's what we can do. And in my faith, there's something called seed, time, and harvest. Okay. And when you believe, truly believe in harvest, then you have to let go of the seed. And so I choose to believe and try to help my clients see that everything that has happened in your history is a gift of seed. The question is, are you going to hold on to it with white knuckles and not let go and continue to remind them? We have people who've gone through our program that have had their children murdered. We've had people who have had trauma, I mean, trauma after trauma, uh, beaten into a coma with a candlestick in our nonprofit organization. The only way to gain freedom is to truly let go and not just let go because that sounds like, okay, I'll let it go. And then what? How about let go and plant that season of your life as seed? There's there's a scripture that says God gives seed to the sower. And so what if you planted a seed and say, you know what? I'm not going to talk about that divorce again. I'm not going to talk about what that person did to me again. In fact, that that lawsuit, and I've walked many, many, many multimillionaires out of lawsuits to say it's killing your family. It's killing your health. What if you let that $1.2 million lawsuit go? release it a seed and see what the harvest of $1.2 million would be in peace that passes all understanding mm. joy yeah. that is unspeakable and possibly financial breakthrough that right now you could never do for yourself. And it's a, it's a, for me, that's how I had to, I had to get past human psychology. I had to get past emotional quotient. I had to get into a place where I believed that there was a spiritual consciousness or a spiritual playing field. I call it a realm where it's not about humans. It's not about what they've done to me. It's about principalities, powers of darkness. It's about overcoming bigger things than just the action itself. And when that happened, it started to change everything in our lives. We were able to help people get out of years of trauma because they realized it's doing me no good to carry it around like a little Linus blanket telling everybody, this is what happened to me. And this is why I am who I am. What if this is what was given to me and this is how it made me who I am because today I, and whatever that I am statement is, it's based on what you've learned because of your history. Beautiful. Gosh, I think that's such a perfect place to end this interview. That was so powerful. If you're listening or watching, please literally rewind this part and listen to this whole section again, because it's the kind of information or the kind of powerful advice, whatever you want to call it, experience that you could literally write down and use as a screensaver. Thank you. Stacey, will you share with everybody how they can get a hold of you, learn more about not just your for-profit coaching, but also mm -hmm. your nonprofit as well? Absolutely. Well, and I'd like to give something away to everybody Absolutely. that I think will help them. I love to be on these, but I always want to leave something of intrinsic value that I know will help you. It's called the sweet spot audit. So I'm going to do that at the end, but um, you can reach me everything you can find on my website, stacywallace.com, S-T-A-C-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-E.com. We'll put it in the show notes, Yes. but um, I give away a free five day mastery level coaching program 
and we're getting ready to do another one. And I would encourage everybody to go register for it at FBF, which stands for Fueled by Fire, FBFChallenge.com. I don't hold back my best stuff for the inside of, because we're very high ticket. We start at $23,000 and go up to over $100,000. So I know not everybody's going to be able to do that. That's why I love to give as much as we can to the marketplace. And this is totally free. So I'm going to give you some really, really good, powerful audits and, and models that you can step-by-step step go through in order to help you get on the other side. So fbfchallenge.com. Now, what Galit was talking about is our nonprofit, Fuel by Fire. We raised it up as a sole company, meaning that it was a give-back company. And it's become a multi-million dollar company that we use to funnel funds into our nonprofit and other nonprofits. The nonprofit is emwomen.com. It stands for Empowering Women. And we now have branched into men and children and others, but EM Women is the 501c3, emwomen.com. And we rescue and restore the lives of women and girls who've gone through trafficking, abuse, molestation. Uh, we work with really big shelters and programs and retreat centers to help women and men go through their trauma and get healed once and for all. And then our property out here, we have tiny homes. In Texas. I don't know. In Texas, yes. It's called Epiphany Ranch. And uh, this is where we, our, our ultimate goal is to help them get a house paid for, a car paid for, and help them have total freedom uh, with a, a job or a company that they can use now to provide jobs for other people. So those are um, really big parts of our lives. I want to give everyone something called the sweet spot audit though. And uh, the easiest way for you to go to get this, and this is an audit where you will evaluate where you're at, your strengths, your weaknesses, your energy production, energy demand, and your time blocking. And as a leader, these are essential. If you do not know what your kryptonite is, it will be a blind spot that holds you back. So this will be a really great um, free resource for you. Just uh, text the word SWEET, S-W-E-E-T, because it's a sweet spot audit, SWEET, to 469-300-0372. And uh, we can put that in the notes as well. But yeah, Billy, sure. it has been a privilege and an honor. Yes, and do me a favor, uh, please let's set up another interview for you in the future. Absolutely. This is not nearly enough time to talk to you about all the amazing things that you're doing. And I hope everybody that's listening and watching takes advantage. We'll make sure to grab all the information that you gave. I'll have you send that to me in an email. So I have it and I can share it. And I thank you, Stacey, for sharing your journey, your success, your legacy, and all that you're doing for the world and appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you. Thank you, Galit. And thank you, everybody, for listening and watching to another episode of the Successful Women's TV Show. I appreciate you. Galit Ventura-Rosen here, and I will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Peace out.